OTB Rugby. One of the best wingers in the world. One of the best Irish wingers of all time. He's done it. Of course he can do it again. It's just very, very important to be able to exit well against big teams and get down this territory game. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Vinny Perth, good morning. How are things? Good morning, how are we doing? Keeping well, keeping well, thanks for hopping on as usual. Um, I suppose we'll start with the, with the action on Friday night and a, a dramatic enough night. Shamrock Rovers with a 2-0 defeat away to Dundalk. So these goals in the second half from Louis Annesley and Patrick Hoban. Um, Hoban or Hoban, whoever you want, what you want to say it. But um, surprising result, not many people would have seen this one coming, Vinny. Um, probably not, no. I think um, Dundalk have been up and down and the form at, at different stages has been really good and other stages... They've dropped some points, so um, it's it's been such a mixed bag. But I think Shamrock Rovers have been just playing uh, under the, below par, for want of a better word, and and they've given teams some chances. And um, I thought Dundalk were worthy winners the other night. And um, I seen Ro- Rovers against Derry on Monday, and followed by Dundalk. And in neither game have they been exceptional. Uh, they had a couple of good spells in both games, but. Uh, Dundalk were quite comfortable in the end, which would be concerning for Rovers, but uh, albeit they're still very well clear, but a uh, brilliant night for Dundalk. And first goal was exceptional by Enzi, but Pahub and then uh, putting the game to bed with a brilliant header from a cross from Keith Ward. And Dumo Pato's brilliantly got in between Cleary. Um, it's a goal worth seeing again for people learning how to be a striker. He, he just on Lopez's shoulder. And then at the last moment, gets in between him and uh, Dan Cleary. And it's a brilliant, brilliant header into the bottom corner. And as I said, Dundalk were comfortable in the end. It he, wasn't uh, backs against the wall or anything. Hooven, obviously, a record breaker um, in the previous week. Like, how would you sum him up? It's almost like he's been a bit forgotten, Vinny, in, in the last couple of years. Because Dundalk have been, he's had injuries as well. But like, he's, I, I mean, they miss him so much when he's not playing. Yeah, he's a, he's a, an absolute throwback. And, um, He's actually a brilliant person and he's a nightmare at the same time. Um, absolutely love him. Um, I remember him saying to me once, we, you know the way we have a love-hate relationship? I said, Jez, I didn't know there was any hate there, you know. <laughs> but uh, Pat's Pat, 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 a, Pat, a cranky person, but at the same time, uh, he's like uh, centre-forward in many ways that he uses that to his advantages. And um, he's a brilliant, just brilliant for, for Dundalk. He's now uh, the greatest ever goal scorer. With, I think it's 145 or there thereabouts. But and, and what's what's remarkable about, about Pat is uh, he's a throwback. He reminds me of. I, I remember once saying to him, "You remind me of Mitrovic," and he looked at me as if uh, he was going to hit me with a hurl because Pat being a lock ray lad. Uh, but at the same time, by the time we done some video about what I meant by that, it made sense to him. And he is that type of character where he's a little bit marmite. Um, other teams don't necessarily love him, but what he's done has been remarkable over them years. He's he's taken a three-year gap as well and went to the UK to play his trade. But when you look what Pat's done, he scored 10 of those goals against Pats, Cork, Derry, 14 mm-hmm. against Sligo. I think it's 12 against Rovers and 16 against Bowles. So he doesn't fill his boots yeah. against lesser teams. He does it against the top teams. And um, if you look at Stephen Kenny getting the job in Ireland and how good it's gone from between either me or Stephen Kenny as a manager, he scored 128 goals for the two of us. So he's been brilliant for both of our careers and um, what a brilliant, 
uh, player. And as I said, he's a throwback to, to the old centre-forward types. St. Patrick, full advantage as well. Vinny, uh, resounding 7-0 win over, over UCD. 2-0 at, at the break and just destroyed them in the in the second half of that performance. So if we're looking at the table as things stand, Rover still with a four-point cushion over Pats. And Derry, of course, not taking advantage uh, with their game. So they're now six off Shamrock Rovers and two off St. Pats in second. Do we have a title race or is that too early to, to kind of suggest anything of that sort? Well, well, obviously, and I suppose this is an obvious statement. The key to whether we have a title race is will Shamrock Rovers continue to be I don't want to say inconsistent. You say stuff like that and people say they're top of the league and they're scoring more goals than everyone else. But what's fascinating about Shamrock Rovers is, and I made reference to it going back to 2017 or even the last time anyone else won the league was 2019. Dundalk lost four games for the whole season and two of them were after the league was won. Rovers have already lost four games and drawn seven mm. of 24 so nobody is taking advantage of, of their slip-up as they head into Europe. And um, it's very hard to see Pat's going on a big run to to win the league or, or Derry at this stage. There's a lot of ground to make up. So it's it doesn't look like anyone's going to push them. But but um, if they remain inconsistent, it's given, it's it's leaving the door open for another team to put them under pressure. So it's, it's a hard one to call. And um, you look at Pat's and you look what, you know, the youngest ever goal scorer in League of Ireland history, uh, young Melia scored from the other day. So it's been a brilliant time since John um, John Daly went in as manager and they've had some outstanding results, it must be said. And I think uh, just it just makes people think John had a brilliant career before he arrived at St. Pat's. He'd worked in, in Scotland under uh, Craig Levine. He'd worked at Hearts and caretaker manager. And he's really... He's really done a brilliant job there and I hope, hope somebody pushes this rover side just to make them better, to be fair. The, the, their point, Sally Shane, is 44 from 23, um, which is less than two-thirds of the... Like, that's poor. Like yeah. that's, that's actually not title-winning form. So they should... Like, 46 should be the the very minimum. No, they didn't win any of their first six, but the, the one thing, Vinny, I'm wondering about is um, going into Europe, so they, they, they play the home leg next week against Bredeblick and I know Stephen Bradley's very complimentary of this team. They also play on AstroTurf. Um, I don't. I think Rovers have a patchy enough record on AstroTurf. Maybe it doesn't matter. They were poor um, on Friday night on the Astro. But would you worry a bit about Rovers now going into Europe with the injuries that they have um, in goal? Obviously, I, I know Manus is kind of coming back, but Ferruja's injured as well. They've picked up a few key injuries, and how important will it be that they're back for the Champions League games? Yeah, I think it's huge. Um, it looked like a knee injury. And again, that's just my eyes as a pop, being in the stand for Jack Bourne. Um, he tried to play on it, so you'd like to think that's not too bad. Unfortunately, Neil Ferrugia was holding his hamstring and he's had issues with his hamstring. So I think they're two big key players for them. Um, obviously, the other players missing at the moment. And um, Yeah, look, uh, I, I, I think... I think They've probably got the toughest ties, believe it or not, of a lot of our, our sides. But getting through that first round, because of the parachute with, with the champions route. So um for those listening don't know, if you're losing the Champions League, you go into the next round of Europa League, you're losing the Europa League, you go into the next round of the conference league once you're champions. So that gives them an opportunity, only really to win two games in Europe to have a group stages. And I think this side is capable of doing it. Um I've had some concerns about them this year, albeit I think they're by far the best team. And 
Uh, I still standing over Rovers plus ten points this year. Um, they've got to they've got to be a little bit more clinical. Is the word I keep using around this Rovers side and say um, create more chances and putting them away. Um, so yeah, there is some concerns, but I do believe this is a great Rovers side, and I think there's another group stages in them. During the, the outbreak there, Johnny, you mentioned the name Mason Media to me, and, and Vinny, you've, met, you've mentioned him again. He's someone we've spoken about on the show before, but uh, like Pat's youngest ever league goal scorer now, 15 years of age. Like, How good is this kid? Because that's so much achievement. Yeah, no, he's exceptional. Um, he's a really good uh, a really good finisher. Um, the, you know, a lot of clubs in, in England are interested in They I can't think, get him. And, and, and further field as well, Vinny. Yeah, and further field, they can't get him. Till he till he's eighteen now in England anyway he can go uh, to different sides. So look, um, I, I really don't like overhyping these young players more for their sake than anything else. But I think I think um, this this kid is a real real chance, and albeit he's only fifteen, similar to let's hope he can he can have something similar to what Evan Ferguson done, who broke through a balls at a similar age, and there was a big hullabaloo about that, but. Mason um, is around this Pats group. You have to say, Jerry O'Brien and and Jerry be forced to say a lot of his staff. Pats are constantly developing young players, and they don't get the headlines maybe of of of, of another club, but they certainly are developed. Like Sam Cortes is one of the best players in our league, and he's only seventeen years of age. And it's about that argument of um, I would make the point at times that these really good young players need to go to England. Well, Sam Cortes has actually shown the opposite to that. And he's mm. been, I, I've spoken to two premiership clubs, have asked me for match reports on him over the last year. And that's the level he's regarded at. And at 16, 17, playing men's football, and one of the best fullbacks in the league tells you they're doing something right at St. Pat's with their, with their player development. And they're just two names of, of many coming through that club. So, Future's bright for young players in League of Ireland, must be said. Yeah, totally, Vinny. Like Reese Barkley coming on as well. I think, I, yeah. I don't know what age he is. He's a kid as well. Like, the thing is, Vinny, like, if you look at the past. I think he, he might have played 14, 17. 15, 16, 17, yeah. 19. Yeah. With, with which is fantastic. It's, and it's the fact that, like, this is one of the great things about the League of Ireland now. You are going and seeing. Evan Ferguson, you're going to say, like, Vinny's right, Kirk is a phenomenal footballer. Um, you're going to see these young players, and they're not given a chance to enhance their value. They're given a chance. I, I don't know, Vinny, if you feel this. I feel that the coaches as well, they're very, very, um, as much as they're doing best for the club, I think they are looking after the kids. They want what's best for their development. They want to throw them in here and give them that next step along the ladder because they can't go to Britain until they're 18. Yeah, a bit, a bit of both. Be under no illusions, like... Um, um Players have a value to them now. Mm. These young players, Sam Courtney's value has gone through the roof because he's played first team football. What he would have went as a sixteen-year-old uh, pre, you know, pre-Brexit to what he'll go now, he'll definitely improve. But no, I think I think the standard of coaching in Ireland has, has really improved. And <clears throat> when we when you do your way for pro license courses and you you travel across Europe and other co- you, you match up against other coaches and. Irish coaches are able to stand their own and um, I think it's important that, that that's recognised like you look at name three but I mentioned Gerald O'Brien Shane Robson at Rovers Liam Carney at, at Cork the job them lads are doing is as good as anything and um, I think it's worth just making a small reference people in the FEI shouldn't ignore that as well I think there's I think there's there's a tendency to look at you know ex-pros and people from the UK but 
we're quite capable of doing a really good job here in Ireland. A lot of our young coaches. I've only mentioned three. There's probably ten or twelve big names, and you could you could mention in that in that same frame as those three. Should mention the other results as well, Derry. Uh, as I said, not taking advantage of Shamrock Rovers' defeat, they drew one all away to Shelburne. Um, the other ground, Sligo Rovers at the showgrounds, much needed win for them. Three-one win against Bohemians. Caelan Barlow, Max Mata, and Stefan Radoslavievich scoring the three goals for them, and then all square between Cork City and Drada. Turner's Cross, one all in that game. Then um, the kind of the I guess reports in the papers last week around Stephen Kenny were that uh, the this French Dutch doubleheader uh, that's up next. Um, I mean, Philip Quinn, I think, was reporting one of the days that he needed four points from those two games, but then it seemed to be downgraded to two points in a lot of the papers the following day. Um, Would you expect Stephen to keep his job regardless, or is this going to be down to performances or results or a bit of both? Um, It's probably a bit of both. It's probably... um, It's probably... As a result of of not getting those results against the lesser nations, Mm. he is probably under pressure. I always say... No manager does his best work under a cloud, and it's a pity this stuff is out there in the in terms of what what is needed in those next two windows. But he's got Everest to climb. Um, you know, he's got he's got to get two results if that's true. Or I'm sure he would stay in charge if he lost narrowly to France and beat beat the Dutch. Mm. Um, but I know people are down playing how 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 the Dutch are playing, but that's a that's a huge task from if that is the way it is and. I just think I just think it's important. Um, I, I'd love to see him do it. I think it's important for Irish football. We've been speaking there about the development of our game, and um, I've made a small reference to it. I don't want to see, you know, uh, all the hard work that's gone in over the last ten years be undermined by by people in terms of looking at saying, "Oh, League of Ireland is only this or that," and you can't be a League of Ireland manager and, it, and an international manager and and for that reason, I hope Stephen is, is successful in, in the next month and the next campaign and he at least sees out this campaign and see where he ends up. Um, so, But it's really, really difficult. And as I said, no one does their best work under a cloud and um, it must be a difficult time for him. He's obviously still in the job and we, we wish, obviously, the Republic of Ireland team all the best in those games. If they were to go south, and I know it's a big hypothetical um, if we were to lose both of those games, but... Like, do you see the FAI consistently staying now with with homegrown or home based managers? Will they go back to the to the tried and trusted method of? Uh, no, well, I say tried and trusted, but going no, you know the likes of Jack Charlton. Yeah, no. On that point, I've, I've no issue with our with our international manager, whoever it may be. The next one, whether that's two months, two years, four years, being from outside of Ireland, I just think the development of our game should be controlled from here. We're mm. good enough to do it ourselves, and I think there is. There is one or two within the FEI who who would look down their nose at League of Ireland people, and that has to be said. Um, um, most people will know who I'm speaking about, but far be it from me to bring... I just think we've got to respect the jobs people are doing here in terms of, of the development, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't let whatever happens to Stephen be a referendum on how good people are doing and the hard work that's been done in Irish soccer, it's been phenomenal. European results are improving constantly. Our player development is improving. We need a hand, absolutely. But um, the people who get these jobs, whether it's the assistant director of football job that's coming up, give it to the best person, if whoever that may be, and go through a proper recruitment process, but not an ex-pro for the sake of it. And that's mm. where we need to be careful now around the rhetoric around what's going to come, hopefully, 
this Stephen debate goes on for another year, at least till he finishes the campaign. But I, I just hope that the, the good work that a lot of coaches are doing aren't forgotten and all this. Yeah, like pr- practically all Ireland manager, Irish managers now are in the League of Ireland. Like, yeah. You know, and f- for example, Friday night, Vinny, like Rory Higgins, who you've worked with, highly regarded, he has to match up against Joey O'Brien and Damien Duff. And it's like, this is, uh, Joey O'Brien and Damien Duff, like shells, uh, they're not the most flashy side. They're extremely well coached. And I, I think Vinny's completely right, even at, at not only senior level, but all the levels down to uh, the people that are working at, in, at academy level. A lot of very good minds in this country, and we shouldn't lose sight of that. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those yeah, things. Absolutely. Sorry, Shane. I just think it's important to make the point that a lot of good coaches in this, um, and there's not, we're not pretending we're premiership managers or coaches or we're, you know, but, but don't look down your nose at us either. There's some brilliant people and, um, you know, some good coaches there and well able to max it anyone. And when you go on a pro license and you get these ex pros in, the League of Ireland guys don't look out of place around them. Mm. Genuinely don't. And, and I think it's just worth making the point. That's all. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Vinny, great stuff as always. Thanks a million. Cheers, lads. Enjoy. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.